Broadcasting live from the maze of Ith on the plain of Dominaria, this is Tap Tap Concede. Welcome, everybody. I'm Graham. Oh, I'm Kathleen. And joining us are some of our lovely guests who were in town for the War of the Spark pre-pre-release. Adam Koval. I'm the other Adam. And Dennis Tranjak. I'm the only Dennis. Oh, must be nice. It is pretty great. I won't lie. <laughs> Genuinely, my handle on like Twitter on everything is just Stranjak. It's never taken. Right. Sure. So my kids are boned. Like I, I, I got them all. I, 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 You've I, got all the Stranjak. Oh, no, but yeah. you can pass them on now as valuable heirlooms. Ooh, I like that. For Christmas, you get my my Instagram. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I don't think that's a Christmas gift. That's a you put it in your will. Like oh yeah like yeah, yeah Dunkles yeah. on. It's like the you Ron Swanson. Like, whoever kills me gets all my <laughs> social media handles. Yeah, yeah, you can become me, but only on Instagram. <laughs> social media tontine of yeah, right. Like all the Stranjack handles, perfect. <laughs> what the last Stranjack alive? Uh, Dennis is also the marketing director for CFB Events. That's true. If you've seen a tweet or a Facebook post about a Magic Fest, that's all me, baby. Not quite, but you know runs through my desk at some point, I guess. Right. I like how you made that brag and then immediately just I was like, back. I was like, other people work with me who are going to watch this. What am I doing? Anything <laughs> anything good you've ever seen. That's me. I did it. Everybody else, they don't exist. No, I well. forgot to check with you before we went live if it was going to be a problem to remind everyone that this show is brought to you by CardKingdom.com. Check out CardKingdom.com slash LRR for all of your card needs. The Put that little LRR on there. Doesn't help you at all, but it does tell them that we sent you, <laughs> which is necessary. <laughs> but if you tell them, loading ready run sent me button, please, you get a little one-inch button, which coincidentally right now says, the stakes have never been lower. A little bonus extra button there. Yeah. So it is not a problem. We have a very good relationship with Car Kingdom. And mm -hmm. secondly, I have an LRR button. Uh -huh. So I'm well, well and truly within the camp. You don't need to worry about that. Terrific. Yay. And Adam has... Uh, is the uh, co-author of Tabletop RPG Dungeon World mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and currently running a Ravnica D&D campaign on the D&D channel called by the name of Jace Bellerin Must Die. Mm -hmm. I'm acting out my own personal vendettas by way of this role-playing game they allowed me to run. This is the role you've chosen to play. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, I'm very happy about it. It'll never happen. Like, this is the ongoing gag about the show. It's like, every episode when we start it, the players are like, this will be the one. This is it. This is episode number nine. We're going to get them. It'll never, it's not going to happen. It's, Spoilers. It's, I mean, the whole premise of the game, like when we advertised it originally, the uh, the the promo art, the little commercial we did, it was like, four players will do the impossible, but probably not. Well, then then you're living up to that promise. Yeah. That's fine then. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And today on Tap Tap Concede, we've decided, because we have some of our guests here from the PPR, that we're, we're going to do a Crack-A-Pack, because it has been a while since we've done a Crack-A-Pack episode, and we did it for the last PPR, and it was great, so we're going to do it again. So uh, does one of you want to roll the giant d20 of fun? It seems closer to your area of expertise. All right. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm everyone can take a turn. Fake dice. Everyone so, can take a turn. Let me, so. let me do this. All right, here we go. Uh, 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 17. 17. Do you even D&D, though? Like, six, 17. Jeez. I'm very good. 12, 14, 16, 17. Super role-playing games. That's how you know. We have a pack of Shadows Over Innistrad. Ooh. Soy. This was given to us by JB, who visited Yellowjacket. Man, it says Jack here. Jack Black went to the yellow jacket. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Generally speaking, we ask that people not leave things for us with yellow jacket because it's not fair to them. But they are very kind people, <laughs> and they did get it to us. So let's open with press for answers. Uh, one in a blue sorcery tap target creature. It doesn't untap during its controller's next untap step. Poor guy in the back. <laughs> and investigate, which is that you. That was one of the mechanics from the set. You create a clue, a colorless clue artifact that says pay two mana, sack it, and draw a card. These are, oh. these are going to be alien to you, right? All of Adam? this is totally alien to me, yeah. So my I have this big 
missing time. I'm a UFO abductee as far mm -hmm. as magic goes. I have a big missing time between the end of Mirrodin block and the beginning of the most recent block. Now, I go back a little bit into Ixalan because it's in Arena. It's on I've Arena, yeah. Of it, but there's a huge gap in the middle of which this is a part. But I always hear, like, whenever people are like, you should look into these these sets you don't know anything about. This is this is the good one. So Innistrad yeah. is, yeah. people Innistrad's seem to great. love it. The After original, Ravnica, yeah. the original Innistrad is much beloved as one of the best sets yeah. ever. And Shadows over Innistrad was still very very good. I think as a setting, Innistrad is probably second most popular only to Ravnica. Well, I think so, so too. It's, yeah, it's just like it's like a Ravenloft thing, right? Like it's basically a spooky yeah. like vampires, European and gothic, gothic kind horror. Of thing. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So I can see why people. So into it. Uh, investigate was a sweet mechanic. You you got all, you made these clues. You could you had value for having artifacts in play. You could sacrifice mm -hmm. them later uh, to draw a card because everyone was trying to figure out what was going on in Innistrad. Spoilers: It was the Eldrazi. Yeah, this <laughs> um, one is very like Lovecraftian. Yeah. yeah. That's why it's called Shadows Over Innistrad. Right. right? They yeah. ditched the nuance. The second one's called Eldritch Moon. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The next one's called Call of Innistrad. Um, yeah. At the Mountains of Innistrad. Yeah. So the this particular card was totally fine. Press for Answers was fine. It wasn't amazing. It was I like that the art. The, the art is so funny. This is that scene from the beginning of Persona 5, I think. <laughs> There's the MC and we got we got the cop and mm -hmm. yep. What's yeah. her face? They're just working on their social links. It's Ma cool. He's Ma fine. Matoko's older sister. Yeah. Uh, Makoto's Ma older sister. Makoto's older sorry. sister, but I Kathleen is that play. your wife too? Oh yeah, she's yeah. clearly the best. Yeah, because yeah. she starts best. off as like a dirty narc and then she turns it around. Well, I like that Let's every single. Sorry, hold on. No, I gotta please. talk about Persona. <laughs> I like how every single one of her plots involves you pretending to be her boyfriend. Yeah, I mean the best the best part of that whole relationship is that at the end you're rewarded with donuts. For some reason, well, like that's now, the now I'm listening. Hang, yeah. on a Hang on a second. Yeah. you had me at donuts. <laughs> yeah, when you when you complete a social link, you get a special item, and in this case with Makoto, it's, it's Makoto's donuts. Mm. I just think that it's like clear that she's into you, and I'm like, that's no big like. If I'm gonna pick who I want to date in this sort of like limitless date anyone simulator, the one the person that's expressing interest in me is like that's the biggest like yeah, her <laughs> she likes me too. Right? I like that. Yeah, yeah. You're just like all right. I got a bunch of losers I could romance, but this wow. is the only one that actually cares about me. So I'll go for that. Well, because yeah. well, you can't date who you want to date. Can date Yusuke. Yeah, it's a real shame. Anyhow, let's talk about magic on our magic podcast. Thank you for joining us I mean, for our first talk episode about, of Persona Cast, talk podcast about, within a podcast. Yeah, we yeah. could just talk about all the planeswalkers and who's in love with who. That would be fun. I could do that. <laughs> I wish I could make a segue here, but the next card is <laughs> the Inquisitor's Ox, which doesn't really work. Uh, it's a 2-5 with or, – or, sorry, so it's a 2-5 for three and a white. But if you have Delirium, the Inquisitor's Ox gets plus one, plus oh, and Vigilance. So Delirium, Adam, was a mechanic where – uh, delirium was active if you had four or more card types among cards in your graveyard. So a land, an instant, a sorcery, a creature, an artifact, an enchantment, a planeswalker, ah, tribal technically. Tribal, yeah. So if you had four or more different types, no you matter how delirious. many cards were in there, then you <laughs> yeah. were delirious. Right. Because so there was the mechanic which was reprinted in this set. So you might be familiar with the mechanic madness. Yeah. Okay. So they so they brought madness back for this set. Sure. But if you keep pitching things to madness, then you get you get the delirium. You become delirious. I yeah, see. Yeah. Because right. so it's like a sanity tracker. Yeah. Because the Eldrazi the is right. the the Eldrazi is doing things like too. messing with the fabric of yeah. Right. Reality. That's kind of cool. So it's like the it's like the Bloodborne of magic sets. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's actually very, to, okay. And, and the three the three pointed hats are all there. Mm. Right. Mm. And that's <laughs> that. Right. That's the most important thing for yeah. that setting. Is like what do you know about Bloodborne? Uh, hats. What is it? Hats. I think this card's deeply mediocre, but it was low key kind of annoying. <laughs> 
like if they did get delirium active, the three five vigilance for four was actually pretty frustrating. Yeah. So. Yeah. Drown Yard Explorers is next. Uh, three and a blue for a two four. Uh, which is not showing up on the reader, but that's fine. When Drown Yard Explorers enters the battlefield, you investigate. So it's a 2-4 for 4, and you get a clue, which is totally it fine. It was fine. So clues clues are kind of this set's version of, like, uh, Excellence tre Treasure, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Like, yeah. It seems similar, like there's yeah. a bunch of stuff that makes clues, and then you can use them for other stuff. Okay. Yeah, mm -hmm. generally you just sort of use your extra mana to draw cards off them. Mm. So, it, it, People really liked Clues. They were like low-key very good. It's a good smoothing mechanic. Yeah. It's, a good, it's a good movie, too. Tim Curry is great in it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Excellent. I've not thought about that movie. All right. Time. It's good. Excellent payoff for Delirium and Green here. Moldgraf mm. Scavenger. One and a green for an 0-4 Fungus. But if you have Delirium, it gets plus 3 plus 0. So it's a 4-4 four, four for 2. It's a 3-4 for 2. Sorry, a 3-4 three, four for three, 2 four. if you have Delirium. It's just Tarmoglyph, right? This is just Tarmoglyph? Basically Tarmoglyph, yeah. Yeah. Vessel of Nascency. So here's one of the, one of the Delirium Enablers. So the Vessel of Nascency is a single green mana for an enchantment. Am I in the wrong part of the table, Paul? Uh, it's just being weird? All right. <laughs> not nascent enough. So single green mana for an enchantment, and then for one and a green and sacrifice it, you reveal the top, card, top four cards of your library. You may put an artifact, creature, enchantment, land, or planeswalker from, from among them into your hand, and the rest into your graveyard. So... You get to take something from the four. The other four go in. This is an enchantment. So this puts an enchantment in your graveyard regardless. Right. Mm -hmm. And then probably some other things. So you're well, onto your, you're well on your way. You could get lucky hit and that artifact just creature. hit Delirium immediately. But yeah, yeah, exactly. Artifact creatures count as artifacts and creatures for purposes of Delirium. Oh, this. These two. Very nice in the, in the Madness deck. The Twins mm. of Maurer Estate. Come and play with us, Danny. Yep. <laughs> Literally. Four mm -hmm. and a black for a three-five vampire, but madness for two and a black. So if you can discard a card and pay the madness cost, you can play it for three mana. And don't forget, if you can discard an instant speed, you can play this at instant speed. The flavor text is so good, though. Children, where are your parents? Re, wandering monk, last words. I feel like nope. if I was a wandering monk on the plane of Innistrad, I would just not talk to random children. So I think this is like just a thing, a principle of being a person in a horror setting. You have to assume that they cannot figure that stuff out for themselves. Like yeah. They have well, to just walk into these situations because if they were as smart about that, if they, they were, were like, wait smart. a second, I live in this terrible, horrific setting. I shouldn't talk to random, strange, blood-stained children. Then we wouldn't run into these situations, and it wouldn't be any fun. It's, well, I mean, the weird thing about the Innistrad uh, being taken over by Eldritch Horrors I was talk about that, yeah. aspect is that Innistrad was already taken over by... Werewolves and vampires. Werewolves, and, yeah. vampires, and stuff. So and other it wasn't... So I feel like a lot of the, the, the like run-of-the-mill people in Innistrad were just like, okay, that's just the next thing that's going to come and kill. Well, like so it wasn't, it wasn't the, like a change in their in their environment. So there's the there's the Bloodborne connection again, right? Yeah. Where on its surface, Bloodborne is a game about hunting vampires and werewolves and stuff. But then as you encounter the amygdala, that's where our Eldrazi connection is. Where there's like a higher level of cosmic horror on top of your regular vampire BS. So that so totally makes sense. We we joked about this when the set came out that the Eldrazi had gone to Zendikar, which was sort of the like quasi-D&D &D adventure world. Yeah. And everybody on Zendikar, like the merfolk and the elves, they were woefully unprepared for the for the Eldrazi, and it, they ravaged the, the plane. And then they got sent to Innistrad, where, you know, 
basically the way that we characterize it is like farmers are there and there's a guy like sharpening his scythe and then he sees some sort of like his dog transforms into some sort of Eldrazi horror and he just sort of goes like well Mildred get me my larger axe <laughs> right they, they seemed to handle it well considering they're kind of mm-hmm. like I like yeah the, I like the attitude of some people who, who never cease to be surprised about stuff like I was playing the remake of Resident Evil 2 mm. and you're in like <clears throat> you're like six or seven hours into the game and like Leon shoots a zombie and he's like what is going on I'm like you've seen like 15 of these things yeah. over the course of the last six hours and every single time he's like what's happening what is that that's pretty much the two, two ends of that spectrum you can yeah. either have characters who have no idea what's going on so that we can scream at them and be like it's a zombie they're zombies like it's not ra- right. rabies or the other where there's like a Deadpool style like fourth wall breaking character who's like it's zombies it's a jaded about it yeah, yeah they're like, oh, that's clearly zombies Next up, we have Structural Distortion. Three in red for a sorcery. Exile, target artifact or land, and it deals two damage to that permanence controller. So that's cool. That's uh, oh, you're talking about Planeswalkers. So why are the Eldrazi on on Innistrad? Well, because Nahiri oh. is from Zendikar. Zendikar, and Soren sort of was partly entirely responsible hmm. for the Eldrazi ravaging right. Zendikar and so Nihiri basically was like oh alright Soren and brought the Eldrazi lured the Eldrazi to um, to well lured Emrakul specifically to Innistrad as revenge so this is her destroying um, Markov estate structural distortion sounds like what a real estate agent might call someone blowing up your house <laughs> there's a little bit of structural distortion it, 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 it has suffered one or two structural distortions in its time yeah. I was going to say it sounds like a vegan punk band from the 80s that's good too like a SoCal punk band structural distortion <laughs> look at this burly boy stoic builder Ooh. two and a green for a 2-3 when it enters the battlefield you may return target land from oh, it's the other Adam Savadin <laughs> I was like Adam Savadin well, like, this is like this we have a picture of him in, like, in the credits of Friday nights he's basically doing this pose mm-hmm <laughs> so this was useful to get stuff back out of your bin. The Drunau Corpse Trawler. I ha- would never have remembered this card existed. Do you, <laughs> do you remember what this card does? Obviously. I'm not oh, gonna, wait, I don't want to like show off, so you can just show it, it, it and I'll talk about it. Is it a blue <laughs> no card? Yes. Is it It's a Drunau Corpse Trawler? Yes. Creature type zombie? Yes. I'm gonna say this is inferring. This isn't like there's no memory here. No, sh- shush. <laughs> it's the, no, it's the know, Johnny it's like Carson. A, it's like a one four or something. something. No, it's a one one for three and a blue. Yeah. ETB. You also get a two two zombie token, and for two and a black target zombie gains death touch until end of turn. Is he giving the zombie a reverse piggyback? I think yes. they're stitched together. Uh, possibly. Maybe. They probably no, are, there's, yeah. it's a collector guy because there's yeah. a bucket of hands over there. Oh, there yeah. is a bucket of hands. You're yeah, right. That harpoon. Also he's, a great he's picking up. He's bucket picking up corpses. Hands. Yeah. I think she's picking up corpses. I think so. Yeah, I think you're right. They're a ska band. Bucket of hands, yeah. Got a stone quarry. Enters this land, enters tapped. Taps for red or white, so that's cool. Griff's Boon. Single white mana for oh, a sweet. creature enchantment. <laughs> the enchanted creature gets plus one, plus O, oh, and flying. And for three and a white, you return Griff's boon from the graveyard to the battlefield attached to target creature. You can only do that at sorcery speed. Adam, you seem distressed by the swan flying I was saying, is it a swan hippogriff? Yeah. Sw- it's, it's called a, a griff. A I don't uh, like uh, it. Apparently, they exist on Innistrad. They're called griffs, G-R-Y-F-F. Thanks, Svetlin Velenov, yep. for nothing. I'm going to have nightmares <laughs> wow. now. Terrifying, which I guess is the point. They're the good guys. Even they the nice things point. on Innistrad no. are unsettling, yeah, though. Yeah, scary. Right? Look at that thing. A, Away from me. A rare. Give you a nasty peck. <laughs> a rare is from under the floorboards. Oh, this card's great. <laughs> uh, three black, black. 
put three 2-2 black zombie creature tokens onto the battlefield tapped, and you gain three life. You can also cast it for its madness cost of X black black, and if you do that, instead you get X tokens and gain X life. Oh, that's pretty cool. Also, these guys, when you play this, you have to remind your opponent they'll never obtain the Necronomicon. Yeah. That's one thing it's all. Do you, from original industry, do you guys remember Zombie Apocalypse? There's a card called Zombie Apocalypse from original yeah. Instrab. You can pull it up, I think. That is it's just, great. It, it's make 13 zombies. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's like a real 4.55 p.m. Oh, no, Army. Zombie Apocalypse is return all zombies what from the graveyard to the battlefield. Army of the Damned. Uh, yes, Army of the Damned, I believe. There is a card that is just make 13 2-2 two, two zombies. Yeah, you'd think I'd remember Army of the Damned because we did do... There it is. There it is, yeah, create 13 zombies, yeah. See, I do want to stress, like, this Flash is why back. the people on Innistrad were like, oh, cosmic tentacle monsters, whatever. Like, because this is a normal day on Innistrad, is this kind of stuff. It's just your floorboards erupting with zombies and <laughs> yeah. stuff. They're like, huh. What's the one I'm thinking of from Khan's block? Because we did a draft. There was a card that made made a bunch of zombies. Equal to the instant sources in your graveyard? Is it that one? Yeah, and it casts for, like, qu is it quad black? No, I know what you're thinking of. Oh, because man. we did a we did a live stream where we ca where we did the flying corpse technique. We cast a spell that had like three or four black pips at the end of their turn, made a bunch of zombies, then untapped and cast flying crane technique, which is a Jeskai spell that casts for three red, other red, white, blue, <laughs> and made all of our zombies fly and give them what like double strike or something? Yeah, flying and double strike. Wow. Yeah, that was one of the goofiest Con drafts. Con here was an amazing. One set. of the goofiest drafts we've Kung ever Fu done. Zombies, I like it. <laughs> yeah, if you're gonna like go back and play any historical formats, you may have missed out on Triple Cons is a very strong yeah. set. It's, it's just, got it morph. Was fun. Mm -hmm. I remember morph. Yeah, but they did a. They sort of like empty the pits. There it is, yeah. Paul. X X black 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 delve. X two two black zombies. I think we made like oh, nine is, of them. This is what happens at the end of a structural distortion show. They empty the pits and all right, the zombies right. come out. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good. Anyway, uh, <laughs> our transform card. Are you familiar yeah. with transform cards? Those are the ones. Yeah, where they got another yeah. card on the. Yeah. So we have the uninvited geist, which is already yeah, just a great a pun. It's such a good <laughs> right, name. Right? So two and a blue for a two two with skulk. Which was this creature can't be blocked by creatures with greater power. Why did I forget that mechanic existed until yeah. right now? Boy, boy, I sure didn't do a whole lot of that. I should have. I should have asked. Can anyone tell me what Skulk does? Because no one would remember Skulk what Skulk is does. The first album from uh, Social Distortion. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when it deals combat damage to a player, you transform it into the much better unimpeded trespasser. Oh, look at all those hands. He's just like Dad. And it's a three-three that just can't be blocked. It just can't be blocked. Straight I, up. I swung by the bucket of hands on the way home. Yeah, I love how many magic cards. Because I was thinking about, uh, what's that demon from Ravnica? Doom Whisperer. Doom Whisperer. Yeah. He's yeah. got a, a crap ton of arms, too. Look at these arms. He's got a bucket of arms. Somebody at Magic is really into putting a lot of arms in the art. Yeah, it's Dan Scott. Dan Scott. And they're like, hey. Yeah, look. look he's got, Doom Whisperer's got a bunch of rad legs, too. Look. Yeah. Like, extra look, if you want to freak people out, what are people afraid of? Too many limbs. Put it on there. That's well, like on the magic notes. A bunch of the cards in Shadows had like extra eyeballs. Mm -hmm. Oh, and people hate the, that. A bunch of the vampires had like, like really like mur murky, random extra eyeballs on their cheeks and stuff. Well, because mm. during this set, it wasn't known confirmed. Yeah, that it was. It was just like Shadows of Innistrad. We're going back to Innistrad, and it was like, okay, cool. And then they started seeing the art, and we're like, oh, something's <laughs> not right. And why is everyone investigating? What's going on in Innistrad? Mm. And people were like, oh, it's Emrakul, obviously. And then Wizards was like, guess what? It was Emrakul, <laughs> oh, and everybody was like. 
Yeah, that's, we we figured it out. Which is which is a shame because honestly, the visual storytelling through the art in the set was terrific. It was really good. Yeah, yeah that's cool. But yeah, and uh, we we actually have a rare transform card as well, so we get a bonus. Oh, this card's great. Yeah, Westvale oh, Abbey. This card's so good. Is the wrong side of the card? That's odd. Um, <laughs> Westvale. The the front side of the card is a land that taps for colorless, and you can pay five and tap and pay a life to make a one one white and black human cleric token. And then for five and tap and sack oh, it, and, uh, 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 sorry, five and tap and sack five creatures, then you transform Westvale Abbey into Ormondal, Profane Prince, who is a 9-7 with flying, lifelink, indestructible, and haste. The yeah. Abbey has had a little bit of structural distortion, <laughs> but it's still in a great part of town. <laughs> I So I love, I think that the, the greatest challenge of game design is having mechanisms that tell a story to reinforce, like it's easy to tell a story with words and art, right? To yeah. show like, this is a scary boy and his name is yeah. Ormondal, profane prince, and like, okay. But the the way that the card tells the story of how Ormondal, like I don't know anything about the setting, but I can guess something went wrong at that particular abbey, and mm -hmm. that's how we got this guy. Yeah. And I think it's really, it's really They did a bunch of human sacrifices, that. and then the demon comes erupting out from under the abbey. And I like that it's yeah. you gain followers, you gain mm -hmm. more and more followers. You have enough. Yeah. yeah, and then when there's enough sort of belief and they all sacrifice themselves, well, then and, and the fact that they're human clerics means right. that they're not cultists yet. Like, there's, there's some external power because otherwise they would be human cultists or human right. wizards or something. But the fact that they're clerics is they come to Westvale Abbey with good intentions and they get thrown in a yeah, pit. Do they, or do they get devoured by up. the demon? Yeah, I think they're sacrifices. I think they're, yeah. Oh, yeah. Could you, uh, Paul, could you pull up? I think it's the, is it Westvale Chaplain? There's, the, there's another card that's the... That is the sort of someone from this abbey. Because the thing is also that the, the cliff notes of us taking Adam through the history. The yeah. church, <laughs> the church, the church of Avison starts to get very dark. Go, okay, right. So the Hanweir militia captain. I love this. Right. She's a militia captain. Mm -hmm. Right. She's just she's the head of the militia. Yeah. So respected. At the beginning of your upkeep, if you control four or more creatures, when the militia gets big enough, yeah. then you transform her into <laughs> the Westvale cult leader. Yeah. And then she's the power and toughness of each of each creature you control. And the beginning of your end step, you just make more clerics. Right, and she has the same ability as the Abbey itself, so as to create synergy between the two yeah. of them, above and beyond just the name. Mm -hmm. I think yeah. the, the best transforms are probably Delver in terms of flavor, and like Cloistered Youth is also like a really good one. Oh yeah, Cloistered yeah. Youth is also a punk band name. I know, one hundred percent. I think I think you'll like Cloistered Youth. I think it's a, it's a really cool like little like you're saying the mechanics inform the story. Yeah. So it's like she's this like little girl who's having these like visions and talking in her sleep and stuff, and it's like a real exorcist style thing. And then if you flip it over, it she's just like totally possessed. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that stuff. Like, and you can see it happening across cards too. Like, it'll mm -hmm. be like a creature and then a sorcery to tell the story because those cards, sorceries and instants, are about momentum, right? A creature is about static, events, yeah. but yeah, but a sorcery and instant is a happening. Yeah. And then you'll have another card after that that shows the effects of the art in the sorcery. Right. So it could be like a character and then a spell with two characters fighting and then the other character and then the results of that fight. Or, right, right? Exactly. I love that stuff. Or like, like the funeral kind of, of one of the characters. Yeah, yeah. That, kind of, that kind of design is so cool because the set, you never know what order your players are going to encounter. It's so hard for, for the people over at Wizards because you, you have no idea who gets what cards and in what order. Exactly. Yeah. Which is why, shout outs, I, I want to say the War of the Spark, the, the release cycle for the War of the Spark yes. previews to really tell the story mm. very slowly as the cards are are being revealed was handled so well mm -hmm. by wizards. It was planned wonderfully in like that we didn't, we sort of, because there's cards in the set that happen at sort of all different points of the story. Mm -hmm. And so the order that they revealed them like just really worked 
excellently for sort of like we're halfway through spoiler season we've seen lots of these previews and we still don't totally know actually how it all turns out and then we start finding out after that uh, trailer comes well, that's, out that's sort of the only way to control that narrative right like you yeah. you can you can show people you never know you're going to get spoilers in the first pack you open you might get the end of the story you might yeah. find out what happens in the first card that you get right so it has to exist the narrative has to exist outside of just opening packs and so promotion is another way to, to do that right? Mm-hmm. to like reveal mm-hmm. these over time I was actually just thinking, looking at this, that it's neat how much, you know, stuff, even just like the little bit that we were in this one pack, the stuff that was seated in uh, Shadows of Rim in the strip, like yeah. the, the Nahiri and uh, uh, Soren fight, you know, we have the yeah. thing there. Uh, you know, this this card talks about uh, how Grizzlebrand has uh, got roasted. Mm-hmm. Um and so another demon is coming in and filling that gap when, of course, Grizzlebrand being roasted and that whole aspect is part of why Liliana starts, uh, uh, you know, the, why um, Nicol Bolas is able to, uh, you know, uh, right. control yeah. Liliana. Yeah, because yeah, he controls Liliana. For demons. For, well, so yeah. what's, what's sort of funny yeah, for Lil, Yeah, it's that Bolas took over, took takes over her contract from the demons is sort of by killing all the other demons. Well, she also killed a bunch the of The Gatewatch demons. kills the demons, and yeah. then Bolas is like, default. <laughs> default, default. Yeah. Well, the, the funny thing that I think happens from like an outside perspective, like not knowing any of this stuff, is that sometimes Magic Card's flavor text can be like word soup, where yeah. you can't... like. This yeah, doesn't mean color. anything to me. No. With I don't know what a grizzle brand is. I don't know about a skurdag or an ormondal. So this could this could be anything, right? It, yeah. it could be literally anything. But that's a great way to seed interest, right? Giving you might people, want to go Google grizzle brand. Right. Well, this is this is fairly classic fantasy writing where mm-hmm. good writers will just say a thing. They'll be like, "This is a thing that's in the world. It has a proper name. I'm not going to explain it to you. You go figure it out." And then less good fantasy writers would be like, he saw a grizzle boar, and it looked exactly like this, and it was made of this stuff, and then it talked like this, and it's like, no, just like let us discover that world on its own. Right. right. Show, don't tell. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Could you, you show one? us, Dennis, what you roll? You hit a sixteen. That's my, that's the target to beat. So you got a seventeen. <laughs> I got a seventeen. You got a seventeen. If you want to do. Yeah. Better what, than wait, are you? Ro- what dice. are you rolling this on? And what's your modifier? Like, yeah. you don't get any modifiers? This is just death, it's a modifiers? death save. Death, death save. save. Oh baby. All right. <laughs> Ooh, one step closer to the One step closer. Two more to go, baby. (laughs) Ooh, Alara Reborn. Ooh, this this is is pretty alien to me, too, to be honest. Yeah, this was given to us by Chef Steven at C2E2. Oh, a new pack. Yeah. You were just at C2E2. We sort of mixed up the stuff in the packs so that there's some more recent ones in there as well. So this this was the... the, um, All gold, right? Is that... No, Alara. Oh, was was reborn the one that's all gold? Yeah. So this set was all gold cards, <laughs> because so there was shards of Alara, which was mm-hmm. the the five shards, uh, which are three color pairings or three color groupings on the back of the magic cards. So like see. blue, white, and black is Esper. So this is where that came from. Yeah, okay. yeah. This is why those names exist. Yeah. Because yeah, it names. was very disorienting coming back to Magic and being like, "Oh, Adam's gonna play Grixis." I'm like, "I don't know what that is." So what you no, call me? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, even even when I started the guilds, I didn't know the names of those either. So of I was course, just yeah. like, "What are these names? That's blue. This is blue and that's white, and I'm playing them together." What are you saying? I don't know what an Azorius is. Uh, it's not all gold, but it's because there's hybrid cards too. It's all multicolored. Oh, yeah. multicolors. Yeah. True. Okay. And so they so there was shards of Alara, and then there was the conflux, where a thing, a big thing happened, and then this is Alara, Alara reborn, where everything is sort of mixing together. I'm pretty sure I got the conflux at PAX. So yeah, <laughs> it's happened to me a couple times. So first up, Leonin Ar- Armor Guard. 
Two. Is that his last name or is it his job? Ermagerd. Mr. Armagerd. Ian and Ermagerd. Mr. Ermagerd. <laughs> is there two, a Mrs. Ermagerd? Two green white for a 3 3 cat soldier. When it comes into play, creatures you control get plus one plus one until end of turn. Based on his art, I think there might be a Mr. Ermagerd. Mm, I think he's fixing his armor, but that's okay. They could they could be friends. They could be working. Yeah, you know. I like that pose he's doing. Like he's flexing in <laughs> his armor. <laughs> this, this effect has shown up a lot, even recently, even in mm. Ravnica Allegiance, there was an elephant that did basically the same thing it was also a 3-3 three, three for 4 but it was right. mono white so this is a little harder to cast but I mean everything was everything was interesting to cast in this set there was a lot of fixing. it is it is a bit weird seeing a cat soldier that has green because normally this is like a friend of a Johnny right like yeah the cat cat man with swords is usually a white thing cats also exist in green and red. Lesser red, but they do exist in green a bit, mostly white. They tend to be yeah. less anthropomorphized in green and red, I think, Yeah, for the most part. Yeah, There's a weird like distinction between Cat cats. Soldier and Leonin. Right. There's like yeah. a yeah. odd split between humanoid cat and Leonin. Mm. Mm -hmm. We have a Ceridon Yearling. Red, <coughs> pardon me, red, white for a 2-2 with vigilance and haste. How very red and white together. Yeah, wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh -huh. I was like, what's a right keyword? What's a red keyword? Great. Yeah, what do we got? The, what do we got there? The, Two great tastes that taste great together. The unit of measurement used to chart a Ceridon's growth is persons consumed. Good. Nice. Yeah, look at that guy go. Uh, Jessian Zombies, four blue-black for a 2-4 with Fear, which is no longer printed. It also has Island Cycling and or Swamp Cycling, both for two mana. So. You, can, you can walk us through those, Adam, right? That's fine. <laughs> sure. I mean, it, I mean it, so it says right there. So it's you can pay two mana and discard this if it's in your hand and go looking for a swamp or an island specifically. Uh, and What did fear do again? It was can't so be blocked except by black creatures. Black or artifact artifacts. creatures. So that then they later changed it to, well, not changed it. Then they later added intimidate, yeah. which was, <laughs> so intimidate was this creature can't be blocked except by artifact creatures or creatures that share a color with this creature. It was non-black specific. Yeah, yeah. whereas yeah. fear is specifically black right. creatures. Right, okay. Yeah. Sure, that's And now, great. functionally, that's kind of been replaced by menace. Yes. Or at least flavor-wise. Functionally, it's very different, sorry. But like the, yeah. the flavor of something being too scary to block is just menace now. Mm -hmm. yeah, it's menace. You need that's a friend. That's a lot simpler, yeah. Grixis Grimblade is a hybrid it mana and a black mana. Hmm for a 2-1 zombie warrior, and as long as you control another multicolored permanent, which is likely, yeah. it gets plus one, plus one, and death touch. The blade cycle was very, very good as two drops. Mm. There was, there was, so there's a bunch more. There was five of these, yeah, okay. and they were all one color, one hybrid mana, so two mana total, and they were all, I think they were all roughly two ones that got, that got plus one, plus one, and some ability if you controlled another multicolored permanent. Let me see if I can remember all of them. So there's Grixis. Sultai, Esper. So the wedges. So Sultai is blue, black, green. Oh, so God. it makes a wedge. So it's not. Okay. No, so the shards are Grixis, Esper. It's any color and the two colors next to it. I love that I, I played Jund. this. I played this game for and like a nine. decade yeah. and, and came back and, and I'm like, it's totally incomprehensible. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. Esper Stormblade gets plus one plus one in flying. Bant Sureblade. Sure. Gets Blade. plus one plus one in <laughs> yeah. first strike. The Jund Hackblade. I want to say. Yeah. Oh, nice. <laughs> and the Naya Hushblade. I think is the other one, if I so, remember correctly. Yes. Oh, that's such good art. Yeah, that Naya. Yeah. Hushblade. Jason Chan always knocks it out of the park. Yeah, she's cool. Speaking of Jund, we have the Jund Sojourners. 
which cast for the full Jund, black, red, green, for a 3-2 Viachino Shaman. When you cycle Jund Sojourners or it dies, you may have it deal one damage to target creature or player. Viachino is like the like the ongoing like the croc people. Yeah, well, but they're like, lizard men. Mm -hmm. yeah, they're, yeah. They have lizard men on a lot of planes though. They have I was, so I was on just, Ravnica too. I was just about to ask about this. So like, but they're God, different lizard men. It's a little like it's a little like D and D in that sense where you can jump into any setting and you'll probably find like elves and dwarves. <coughs> they might look a little different or whatever. Actually, dwarves are not common in uh, so magic. dwarves yeah, are very so rare. In, in so magic. in magic, yeah, that's that's the interesting thing. And like preparing for uh, Jace must die, a big part of what I had to do is figure out what stuff was there. Uh, I remember spending a long time trying to figure out if there were both sapperlings and thalids on Ravnica, or just one or the other, mm -hmm, so right. that I could accurately describe a fungus monster. Mm. Yep. Um, and then, yeah, orcs. There's no orcs on Ravnica, but there are ogres. There, are, orc, there are orcs and cans, though. Yeah. Kansta here has orcs. Right. So yeah. there's like, yeah. But the Viashina are in multiple places. Mm -hmm. Now, is that because it's just the Magic the Gathering like word for lizard people? I think or so. are yes. they the same? Okay, so they're not the same. They're not the same. No, because these ones look very, yeah, they, these they ones look look very like, uh, crocodilian, whereas the ones on like Ravnica look bad guys. The ones on Ravnica look much more sort of like, like lizard, like traditional lizard yeah. men. Yeah. Are, are they like lizards? Or, or the Viachino are two lizards as Leno, Leolin, Leoin are two are two cats. Is that sort of? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Rather, yeah, because the Leonin are cat people, and the Loxodon are elephant people, and they all show up on different. Yeah, place. like Loxodon show Loxodon up. Are on Mirrodin, Loxodon are on Mirrodin. Loxodon are on are on Ravnica. Yeah, right. And I wonder. If, I wonder about that. Like in universe, where did those names come from? And if they're the same, does that mean everyone in all the planes speaks the same language? Or like, what is the what is the linguistic root of Viachino, and why does it refer Lang to multiple lizard type people, and who gave them that? Name? I don't believe that language is ever addressed, which you think it would be because planeswalkers travel around all the time. So I think we just have to assume they all speak common. common. Yeah, there's a lingua franca of the planes yeah. that everyone speaks. Or or for uh, for our purposes as we have a, we have a Babel as, face as translator or whatever. Or well, or for just yeah, for our purposes as oh, as. Uh, yeah. Uh, like battling a, planeswalkers or whatever you're supposed to be in the context of the actual magic game. Right. Uh, uh, how you understand this creature that you're summoning is like, uh, yeah, it, it's basically a loxodon, okay? Yeah, right. Maybe like, it doesn't call itself well, the, the a loxodon, but you know, intro, you get it. The intro to the Neil Stevenson novel Anathem talks about this a little bit, where he says, this is a book that's set in a place that's like Earth, but it's not Earth. And when I say dog or carrot, don't think that I mean a dog from Earth, but it's enough like a dog that there's no point in calling it a Glorthon so that I have to then explain what a Glorthon is. If I say dog, you can envision it. It's dog-like enough for our purposes. So maybe Vaishino is just right. a stand-in word for all lizard people, or I maybe there's so, some yeah. purpose to it. Does becoming a planeswalker teach you magic planeswalker language in that case? Because like when Sahili travels somewhere else, you shouldn't be able to try talk to anybody. I would hope so. Yeah, I think that it must. That's part of your spark unlocking is just the babel fish like yeah. latching onto your maybe. brain. I wish Mark were still here. With the way we're yeah. <laughs> there are also Vidalcan on Alara. Mm -hmm. oh, and all the Vidalcan are slightly different. Those sometimes Vidalcan yes. have six fingers, sometimes they have five. Yeah. On, on on Ravnica, they have six fingers. Yes, on Mirrodin, yes. they have four arms. Yes. Yep. On on Alara, they're partly metal, but cool. not this cool. one because it died once. <laughs> this is the Vidalcan ghoul. Mm. Blue-black for a 1-1 one, one Vidalcan zombie, and whenever it becomes blocked, the defending player loses four life. For four nights following Enor's death what? and yes. the reclaiming of his Ethereum, its recipients were found slain. The Ethereum ripped from their bodies. Wait, I didn't know Enor was a Vidalcan name. Yeah, that's why that's why Ian called his character Enor. That's so cool. 
So Ethereum is this like Deus Ex kind of like body modification thing all the Esper people do? Is that a fair description? Yeah. yeah. They're like magic it feel, cyborgs. It feels like there's a fair amount of like plodium in magic. Like Mizium is like that. Like mm -hmm. where they just need like unobtainium. Kind of, yeah, yeah, unobtainium. Some yeah. kind of material. There's a there's a good a selection. Lazotep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ethereum, I believe, is also what happened to Tezzeret. That's what his arm is, yeah. 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 Not and even most of his not, inside. Not even oh, yeah, once. Because that last that last card kind of looks not like him once. with the weird the weird metal mm -hmm. stuff. Yeah. All right. The sigiled behemoth is next. It's four green white for a five four with exalted. Exalted is a super irritating mechanic to play against, and it's so fun when you have it. So it's when it, nice. whenever a creature attacks by itself, it gets plus one plus one until end of turn for every instance of exalted that you have. Right. There's an enchantment radical. So if you have business. if you have three creatures and they all have exalted, oh, so they all exalt whoever is attacking. Yeah. So okay. if you have three creatures and they all have exalted, and you attack with just one of those creatures, then it gets plus three plus three because of three different instances of things giving it plus one plus one. Right. So the the mechanism should be called exalting because the exalted is the person doing the attacking, and everyone else is like, "Yay, you can do right. it!" And yeah. giving them the plus. Then there's okay. Sublime Archangel is a card that gives all of your creatures exalted, which is a nightmare. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I could see that. You can have double exalted on one creature. That seems to be like an angel thing too like because there's some there's some ravnica block uh angels that give like benefits for being the only attacker yep and they're like, doesn't you're great does it too. do it alone do it alone if you <laughs> do attack with a board with a board full of folks you could try a violent outburst it's one red green for creatures you control get plus one plus oh until end of turn but it also has it also has cascade which is broken so when you play this spell you remove cards from the top of your library you exile cards from the top of your library until you remove a non-land card that costs less than this and then you can just play it for free and you put those there all the other cards back on the bottom in a random order so in a set um, like this it's a really good way to say cheat out cards that you don't have the mana for yet mm -hmm. and then if that card has cascade you can chain it this is a really good way to kill yourself in momer's madness yes <laughs> Uh, well, because no, because it just you, you, you exile everything, you don't find anything, and then it all goes back on the bottom of your deck. So you won't, right? Because you don't draw no, you're in not between. Drawing you're anything, drawing. Yeah. You're just getting your. You're looking. Yeah. yeah, clever. The That's Grixis cool. Sojourners are next. One blue, black, red for a four-three zombie ogre. When you cycle them, or they or they die, you may exile target card in a graveyard from the game. I can't be the only person that when I see cycling on a card, I just imagine everyone in the art riding a bicycle. <laughs> That's pretty great, actually. <laughs> Uh, Intimidation Bolt, one red, white for an instant that deals three damage to target creature, and other creatures can't attack this turn. It's doing a lot more than intimidating that guy. I guess it's well, intimidating the his one, followers, the one right? dies, and everyone else goes, "Oh, maybe we shouldn't." Yeah. <laughs> what about an illusory demon? One blue, black for a four-three with flying, but whenever you play a spell, you sacrifice it. You got to focus real hard to keep the demon conjured. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a concentration spell. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh, Sigil Captain is a rhino friend. One Look green, at that absolute unit. Yeah, right? one <laughs> green, white, white for a 3-3. Three, three. Whenever a creature comes into play under your control, if that creature is 1-1, one, one, you put two plus one, plus one counters on it. If that creature is 1-1, one, one, doesn't sound right. Yeah, it yeah. should be A-1-1. One, one. <laughs> they wouldn't print a card well, like that. Well, now it's like it has power and toughness one or something. Yeah. Base power and toughness, something mm -hmm. like that, yeah. Uh, one, I like the one sigil awarded for valor, the other for surviving Hellkite's pass. This is a this is a, a, a well um, adorned, well decorated, decorated. Yeah. Thank you. That's the word I was looking for. Then I got a oh here we go yeah 
Every single card in Alara Reborn is multicolored. That's right, every single card. If you enjoy raw power, never-before-seen effects, or the creative meshing of two or more different colors, you'll find each Alara Reborn booster to be a treasure trove of gold-bordered goodies. The card reader isn't going to get the, the ad no, card, no? No, <laughs> a mountain. And we have, oh, look at this, we have a foil Ooh, of Vithian Renegades, which is one red-green for a 3-2 human shaman. When it comes into play, destroy target artifacts. Strong. Very good, because you can get rid of people's border posts, which mm. are used for fixing. But our, our rare is... Chris Pakula. It is Chris Pakula, though not... not Anymore. He doesn't yeah. look like this, but yes, it, this is Meddling Mage. So it's white and blue for a 2-2 human wizard. As it comes into play, name a non-land card, and the named card cannot be played. Do you know about the invitational cards, Adam? No. So you used to win a term. You used to win invitationals. Sure. And the this prize. Was, this was some years ago. The prize oh, is you got to design a car. Okay. And then so uh, solemn simulacrum is one of those. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Correct. And, so uh, yes. And then they would draw the card in your likeness. Yes. Now, this card. This art since been updated, but like John Finkel is Shadow Mage Infiltrator. Chris mm. Pakula. There's see. There's Meddling Mage and there's Chris Pakula. It's all the ones that got look it. like that. All the ones that look. Weirdly, like real people. Really, yeah. yeah. That's because I, I remember. I remember when all that happened with uh, Sun <coughs> Lacrim and it came out. And I remember looking at him being like, "This is just a dude. This is just like a, a regular dude and not a fantasy character." That's yeah. the last one, right? Snapcaster yeah. Mage was the last one. Yeah. Yeah. So. Interesting. Uh, I think we have time for one more. Oh, I get to roll the dice yeah, now. Yeah, do it. Go for it. How exciting! All right, I've got a plus uh, two to charisma. So that doesn't help you on this roll, I'm afraid. That definitely didn't help you on this roll. Sorry. <laughs> One, two, three, four. Actually, wait. Let me. That's sec. What? Uh, I can't remember which end I was counting. Graham is from. fudging. You were going. Graham is fudging yeah. the results now. <laughs> Looking at the table. Ah, I don't like this one. <laughs> You get hit by uh, lightning. Well, that's bolt. why I got that plus two that you could use to, you know, change. <laughs> yeah, the no, it's great. We have this is this is fun. This is from the Wrath Cycle, mm. so you Ooh. might have been playing at this point. Yeah, this is uh, this is Stronghold. Stronghold. Yep. This was given to us by Chris at C two E two. Oh wow! Thanks, Chris. Actually, wait. This one has flavor text. Oh, yes. Ooh. Gerard and the other heroes of the Weatherlight penetrate Volrath's stronghold mm -hmm. on the twisted plane of wrath. Stronghold features fascinating new creatures and a sensational array of cards designed to bring the new power to your game. The legacy continues. Stronghold. Is this an expert level expansion? Stronghold is recommended for the experienced magic player. There we go. Does it have the little badge on the front? No, this is this is before they did the badge. Yeah. Oh. Mm. Back when the Weatherlight could cross planes. Mm-hmm. Now it's just a ship. Let me just see how does this. It's a dumb old boat. Uh, the uh, trivia on this set is Stronghold was the last set in which multicolored cards appeared until the two, until Invasion, which is in 2000. So they they went for two years without any multicolored mm -hmm. cards. Uh -huh. wow. And apparently it was known for having actually tournament playable walls. Does it say <laughs> how the packs are organized? Because there's no rarity there's no indicated rarity on these these weird old cards. I, I want to say it, it looks like it goes uncommons, rare commons, but I can't tell. <laughs> uh, Grant, just use the power level as an indicator. Yeah. That <laughs> that's, what I, that's, what, that's what I'm doing. I'm <laughs> just guess. You can tell because they never All right, made I'm just going to guess. Powerful I'm gonna, I, think I've, I think I've arranged them commons, uncommon, rare, but we'll find out. Okay. Spike Worker is a zero, 0 for two and a green. Comes into play with two plus one plus one counters, and you can pay two and remove a counter to put a plus one plus one counter on a different creature. That's or, great. Or is, this, is this creature still creature type spike? <laughs> Summon spike. I don't know. Because they did a big creature errata and like made less dumb things. There's only yeah. There's only six creature types. This guy's an elf now. I um, mean, it, it's, it's, so. it's very likely it's like just a beast. Mm -hmm. Honestly, fungus. 
maybe. It looks like a, it looks like a beast to me. Uh, it's supposed to be insects? an insect. I right? hope it's of some kind. I think it's an insect. Oh, you're probably Comes right. Comes play and yeah, it, yeah I mean, it's it in like a cocoon. Based on the art, yeah. What does gather say, Paul? Uh, <laughs> it is a spike. Yes. <laughs> wow. All right. What, Some things still? never change. Yeah. Wow. Uh, Samite Blessing, a single white mana for a creature enchantment that the creature gains tap, prevent all damage to any creature from any one source. Now, you what? <laughs> now, Samite is a, is a word. It's a, a description of a type of cloth, I think. So is this referring to a blessing of that type of cloth, or is Samite a different thing that is spelled and pronounced slightly differently? Uh, Samite are a are a people. I, mean, I wonder if it's a Samite blessing. I wonder if there's yeah, like the Samite. It's, it's Japanese Samite. <laughs> Got well, because you get like there's Samite healer is a is, is yes. a person. Yeah. So yeah. I, I guess probably then the culture is named after the thing. Yeah. Although the fabric might like the the flavor text is a Samite healing ritual, which says knit bone, darn flesh, stitch right. skin, weave breath. There's a lot of fabric so in the some, art. Some analogies there? Yeah, mm -hmm. I wonder. I wonder what that connection is. Apparently, I'm just going to talk about linguistics and magic. And hey, that's fun. That's <laughs> awesome. Hey, that's, someone's got to. That's exactly okay. the kind of content this podcast is all about. Yeah, it's not about playing magic. <laughs> Mog Bombers is three and eight. Oh, I remember these red boys. For yeah. Three, oh, four yeah. goblins. If any other creature comes into play, sacrifice Mog Bombers, and it deals three damage to any target. I'll repeat that. If any creature comes mm -hmm. into play, your side of the board or theirs. A table you can see from your seat, that's anything. <laughs> sacrifice it and deals three damage to that target seems player. bad. Yeah, it does. Mm -hmm. sure does. Because, like, you've got to invest the mana and then you get three damage you get a lava no, you paid four dome. mana for a he, lava spike yeah he might be okay if he had haste but he, he doesn't he doesn't behind every great mog bomber is another you, mog because it's not in just a dies trigger you can't just play and sacrifice it yeah you no know? it, uh, it's like you have to play it and then like on turn four wait a turn do if, your normal stuff with whatever's on the board If your opponent doesn't play a creature. Yeah, and then let your opponent play, and then play another creature and get rid of him after you attack. It's it, He's not good. Brush with death. Ooh. Two and a black. Target player loses, target opponent loses two life, and you gain two life. Yeah. With, with buyback. Yeah. It's the revenge of Is that the noise revenge of Kudzu? Yeah. The yeah. art looked better from over here when I saw you put it down on the table before it came up on the screen. Yeah, he does look a little <laughs> like, well, sorry. Yeah. Thank you. With buyback for two black black, which means you can pay an additional two black black when you play it, and if you do, you just put it back into your hand. So you can pay four black 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 <laughs> for repeatable this if you really must. You could think, if you wanted to. Do you think we'll ever see that effect? Target opponent loses two life, you gain two life. Errata, or not errata, but just update to just like drain two. Uh, I can mm. see that. I hope that they. Uh, I, I hope they errata when this X enters the battlefield. Just battle cry, or what, or an equivalent? Basically, well, because yeah. battle cry is a different m magic ability. But yeah, like how Hearthstone has it called battle exactly, cry. Yeah. I just want them to eat to 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 keyword when this thing enters the battlefield, do a thing. Especially mm -hmm. when the card has a long name. Mm -hmm. So it's like when Orbandal, legendary demon of the West of Alabi, enters the battlefield. <laughs> <laughs> All right, time for some mind games. Oh, I love this art. This it's good. so good. He looks like he looks like the bad guy from the uh, the Max. Oh wow! Watched that it totally—he looks like that dude. Yeah, this is a very like mid '90s MTV cartoon this drawing. Look, this, this looks, looks more this like guy from Aeon Flux. This, yeah. <laughs> this looks more half Ming the Merciless, half like Neo Cortex from Crash Bandicoot to me. Well, yeah, this yeah. this set did come out in 1997. Yep. So. Yeah, so yeah, single blue mana for an instant tap target artifact, creature, or land, and you can buy it back for two and a blue. I can't believe these cards are in the same league as like Capsize. What's going on? Yeah, yeah. these are so expensive. Lowland Basilisk, 
is next. Nah, it's, it's a lizard with a man's face. <laughs> it's, it's, an, it's actually an invitational card. Yeah, though, this is an <laughs> <laughs> it's two and a green for a 1-3, and whenever it damages any creature, destroy that creature at the end of combat. So it's got the not death touch, but the mm. triggered ability death touch. Before death touch was a thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's almost I mean, always functionally the same. That's a common That's a common basilisk ability. Like This, this is a Lizards long point, line yeah. of basilisks that had that ability. Uh, Conviction, which was recently reprinted, is one and a white for a creature enchantment. The enchanted creature gets plus, plus one, plus three, and you can pay one to return Conviction to its owner's hand. This was in Ultimate Masters? The guy on his shoulder looks so bored. There's two guys. Well, the one on the, the one yeah, on our one, left. Yeah, yeah. This is this is the beefy minotaur <coughs> fursona version of Samwise Gamgee. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Share the load. Yeah, that's what's Share happening here. And he kind he kind of looks like a Herloon minotaur. Yeah, right? like he's got that yeah. kind of like I'm a Magic the Gathering minotaur going on. Yes, yeah, so uh, it was also masters. Good. Yeah, so much better. This just yeah. like this art is so much nicer. It's actually, Kaladesh. Oh, Kaladesh. Color grading is even right. better in this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Craven Giant is next. I'm craving some giant. I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> it's two and a red for a 4-1 that can't block. Is this not the thing that's under the, the bridge in Seattle? under the mm, free, free It month? really mm -hmm. is, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's a King Crimson album cover. Yeah. Um, it, I mean, you don't want to block with a 4-1, so I guess that's not really a downside. Yeah, right. what, what is yeah. high no. as a mountain and low as a snake? I, I know this is Dal Riddle. I thought it just said Dat Riddle when Dat I first Riddle. saw it. Dat Riddle. <laughs> I was also going to say this flavor text is, is very timely for the day we're uh, recording this episode. <laughs> That's yeah. true. <laughs> we're recording it on 420, you see. Cannibalize is one and a black for a sorcery. Choose, I love Robert Bliss art. It's just he does Ooh. such good stuff. Oh, yeah. Choose two tar target creatures controlled by any one player. Exile one of those creatures and put two plus one plus one counters on the other. Mine. Mine. So you're basically taking all the parts from one creature and putting it on the other creature. He's using his former partner's face yeah, as face a shield. shield. Yep. Oh, God. Yeah, he's a, da <laughs> he's, a, he's a dad bod death lord. I love him. And skull is a mask, I guess? I, I guess. guess. So. Yeah, you gotta do something with it after you peel that the face off. That guy's got a way bigger head. Yeah. I couldn't well, use I mean, your, I couldn't use why your head you, as a... Why wouldn't thing? you cannibalize uh, the little guy? Like yeah. you clearly, they destroyed a much bigger creature. Because the little guy couldn't, the big guy couldn't wear the little guy's bones as like. As it's armor. hard. Like I feel like Kathleen might be able to wear my head as a mask if she wanted to, oh. but like, any any other orientation at the table doesn't work. I don't. Dennis, don't don't make me offers you can't. That's keep. right. I yeah. don't, don't write checks. Feeding, I can't cash. Yeah, yeah. Feeding another human skull over your own skull is very difficult. Unless yeah. you have a very small skull. I mean, I have a skull. small head. I have a giant head. It's not <gasps> like the differential is not enough. There's no. no like I think you could wear I it on think. top of your head, but you couldn't get it all the way down over your. Yeah. Let's make papier-mâché casts of our faces yeah, yeah, yeah. and see if they fit inside each other. Yeah, let's, let's or like kill me, I guess, is the the more direct <laughs> one. But I would rather at least try the papier-mâché style first. Yeah. I, I feel like just like the 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 the, the papier-mâché is going to require a lot less forward planning. So let's yeah. let's they're go with that. One. They're about equally messy though. Yeah. <laughs> I think it probably takes longer to make someone's head into a wearable helmet than it is yeah. to make a fake version. We're not of their factoring skull. in the time it takes to beat me to death either. <laughs> so that's that's yeah, not, so that's not nothing. I mean, I don't think it's going to be that long. Wow. Okay. <laughs> so if we get a lot of weird props around me here. and Dennis at like say Magic Fest Seattle or something yes. like that, and you know how to use paper mache, we'll make ourselves available mm. to you. If you bring papier mache to Magic Fest Seattle, I will give you free entry to the event. 
And if you if you make I call it right now, that's fine. It's got to be like a first come first serve thing, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, how many? Am I gonna attack the company? Because like five thousand people show up with that BMS shit. You know, it's a shame. It's a shame that Sydney went home already because of all of us, she's the only one I know that knows how to strip flesh from bone. So, mm. well, I'll reconnect with her. We'll see that other approach. Slightly explanatory sidebar. Um, Tappy Toklaus, Sydney spent a large percentage of her time here explaining to us how she like skins deer and would like go on Craigslist and be like find roadkill to eat. She's a crazy person. She's fantastic and I love her, but I'm a little afraid. That's fair. That's a fair response. <laughs> I Just briefly before we move away from Cannibalize, Paul, could you pull up the art for pacifism that they r- constantly reprint because it's so yeah. wonderful? <laughs> this is my favorite pacifism <laughs> art. And they've they've reprinted it Aww. quite recently. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's just because it's so good. It's oh, for I the first time in his what, life, what Grack felt a little... From? This was a million. Mirage. Yeah, but, but that, yeah, Mirage. That's, yeah. yeah, that's the one. Yeah, but the, like... This is just such good art for yeah. a magic card this old. For the first time in his life, Grack felt a little warm and fuzzy. In it as recently as like M14 or something. Oh right? yeah, it's like, quite recent, yeah. It's, it's good. classic. Contempt is next. One in a blue for a creature enchantment. If enchanted creature attacks, return it to its owner's hand at the end of combat. So after it's dealt damage. That's not good. This card is terrible. This is like, Volrath is like, all right, Stark, you and me, we're going toe-to-toe outside in the apparently ice hall of mirrors. Yeah, this is the... Yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is like a... The millisecond like a, after Volrath deployed a wicked backhand. It is. Yeah, you can see the, the slap, and there's like oh a God, cloud is, of yeah. blood behind him. And and it looks like this illustration, like this would not be out of place in like an early 90s X-Men comic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like it has that very kind of like... Slightly, <laughs> slightly pre-Rob Leefield look to it. It's also like noticeably like there's a butt in <laughs> shot. Mm-hmm. Like we can see the side of his head. Like he's turned in a very uncomfortable way, so we can see his face and his butt at the same time, which mm-hmm. is nothing. But it's entirely is... covered by like armor, though. It's so but, weird. But like the still just to have the butt there is very like I can see 90s this in comics. An edition of heavy metal. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's definitely and not not like not like cover artist heavy metal, but no. like one of the smaller like stories in a heavy metal magazine. Yeah, yeah from this time period, absolutely. Heavy Metal this week featuring Spined Worm. Uh, it's a four and a green for a five four. Yep. <laughs> it sure it. is. Yeah. It's a lot of flavor text. As it moved, the worm's spines gathered up bits of flowstone, which took the shapes of dead villagers' heads. That's Why? improbable. Why did they do that? That's each, very improbable. Each head spoke a single sound, but if taken together, they said, alas for the living. I love magic. That's real dumb. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, but what's, what's, there's discord here between the clear understanding of what this thing should look like in the flavor text, and then he's just covering spikes. Where are the heads? Well, this Where are the single This is what heads? I was talking about before, before we started recording, that back in the day, I was, I was talking to Mark Poole about the art for um, Indestructible Aura, if Paul, if you can pull that up, which I, if you haven't seen, is like the greatest card art of all time. I mean, excuse <laughs> well, me, Animate Wall begs to differ. This is close. Indestructible <laughs> okay. Aura, you'll notice, is not an aura and does not grant indestructible. Okay. Right. But right. just okay. heads up. So this is Indestructible Aura. Oh, yeah. Aura. <laughs> Yeah. So I asked I asked Mark Poole, I was like, hey, what like what would what was the art description for this card? Like what led to this? He's like, oh, back in the day, they would just call you and they would read down a list of yeah. card names and then you thought you've heard one you liked and they were and just called dibs and that was it. And he was like, So I wanted to do this like bird dude and they'd like fire and ice on either side of him, and then of course I had to put in like the metal hands, the rock he was rocking out. <laughs> so like that was it, and I was like, Okay, you do you, Mark. Theodar strode the battle line, snatching swords with his bare hands and casting them aside until all cowered before him. Also, he had the head of a hawk and was wearing a centipede for clothes. I, like, uh, like Mark Poole's a great guy and he's super nice. And this, like, we have a 
framed. We have this it's art beautiful. framed up in up it. in the Channel Fireball office in Dublin. <laughs> so this this so looks good. like it looks like a still from a King Gizzard video, and I mean that yeah. in the nicest possible way. That There's an inanimate wall. <laughs> that wall does not want to be alive. <laughs> Why yeah. doesn't that have feet? <laughs> so, you know, it's animated, so it can so walk it can around. Yeah. Is that I, woman, did she animate the wall? Is she think, cowering from I, no, the wall? No, I, I think she did. I think she's supposed to. But then she doesn't have any magic coming from her hands. That guy's going to fall on her. You, there's magic all over this picture, man. This picture is all magic. <laughs> the, the hell do you want? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right? I didn't mean animate crappy wall. Leave me alone. Yeah. Well, stop being rude. I gave you life. I don't I, want I really it. identify with that wall. Yeah. Though. Like every day I wake up feeling like that guy. Like You want to cr- <laughs> crop in and just post it? There's a, Mondays. Who dares <laughs> to animate there's a, today? There's a slack I'm on and that face is my avatar. Amazing. I feel like I feel like this is what happens when you when your player asks you if they can do something really ridiculous in D and D, and they just roll like the minimum of success, and you're Mm -hmm. like, "Well, I guess you animate the wall," but he's not happy about it. (laughs) Magic art is so wild back in the day. Like Dan Fraser drew all the mocks and or a bunch of them, if I'm correct. Yeah. Like and (laughs) animate wall is in his portfolio. It's so good. So good though. And I mean, of course, there's the <laughs> the famous Man of War. It's what I love, uh, Mr. Tickles. In terms of early <laughs> art, I love, um, especially like the the like uh, Homelands and um, Fallen Empires art, oh, where they did yeah. they did alt art for yes. a lot of things. But what like there was absolutely no like what is a member of the Order of the Ebon Hand? Like what does one look like? Ah, don't worry about it. If you look at the th- <laughs> it, like, if you look at the three pieces of art that oh. that they made for it, I, I don't re- I don't even remember. I'm excited. Uh, it's like okay, these are all apparently order members of the Order of the Ebon Hand. Okay. It's a diverse order. Uh, there's this guy. <laughs> okay, so there's, there's a centaur with a massive beard and a cutlass it's, and a like red and black well, armor he, okay he looks he looks like so it's it's Rasputin if Rasputin yeah. was a horse who was also a Roman legionnaire this is not a yeah. cleric okay. and he's a cleric okay yeah. not a centaur not, uh, I mean, let's Turak, see Turak let's Turak see a different all. member of this oh. there's also this oh, guy yeah. same card it's man. Elric it's just Elric there are cleric knights by the way okay this person looks more like a cleric uh, but yeah. I guess sort like, of so they're Look, they look they're like not they're, actively brandishing a sword at you. They look like they're nude, but with armor segments strapped to them, and a giant sword with like green. The sword is supposed to be yeah, crackling uh, with eldritch energy. Yeah. And yeah. this guy is also yeah. a member. I love Guar. <laughs> Hell yeah! Then look at this guy. The third person <laughs> looks. The third person looks like Vector Man with a circular saw for his shield. Yeah, and a machete. <laughs> yeah, I am gonna I, spray paint this guy on the side of my van right now. I feel like he's holding. Both the sword and shield and his armor in the only possible way that it can be held without hurting yourself. He's one of those technically movable action figures. Yeah, well, no, yeah, what all I love of about that this, blood on his pose. sword. Yeah, this is not That's a his. combat pose. This is like a kick line pose. Like he's dancing, not fighting. There's no enemies to fight in this scene. He's just about to do a really good high kick. Yeah, can Eben- we round out amazing Eben art with Eben Prater, Paul? Oh, the greatest so magic art of all time. You've seen Eben Prater? I miss Fallen Empires. No. Eben Prater? I think it's Eben Prater. I'm sure I'll recognize it if I see it. <laughs> you will. Paul's like, what is going on? Yeah. 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 I forgot about this. <laughs> what is going on? So, this is I like Mad Magazine. This is supposed to be this is supposed to be a reference to that uh, that art 
heart of hell. What is that? There's like a very famous Bosch? medieval. Bosch? It's, I think the it's that Bosch one with the, the like Hieronymus rabbit Bosch, demon yeah. eating people and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think this is supposed to be a reference to that. Like this screams to me like this is a scene from hell. This is like a hell priest. And apparently in hell, a demon, a bunny, and a blue guy are allowed to get married. So congratulations. By a plague doctor. By a plague doctor. Yeah, congratulations. Hor Dr. Horseface. Randy Asplund Faith, I did not think, had I a can't. long and prolific career in magic art. That seems like a fun reception. I don't it's know. I, I, for good. one, welcome our pansexual demonic overlords. Right? Yeah. yeah this guy is the overlord. This is the avatar of the order we were just looking at, which I think scans pretty well, man. That we wow. looked at. Right. So obviously, what we can what we can derive from this is the, the order of the ebon hand really appreciates diversity in all of its forms, whether you're... Which is forward-thinking for you know, yeah, whether you're years hugging, ago. <laughs> you're hugging a sword, or you're a guy from Guar, or you're whatever the hell was happening in that first card art, you can get married in hell. Yeah. So thank goodness. Good. You can get married in hell has a little, like, <laughs> a little sting in it. I don't know. It kind of does. I mean, these are still black cards. This is still a sure. bad person who wants to turn you into a thrall. So it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> all right, we've got four cards left in this in this pack before we just keep talking about art. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, this this guy. <laughs> yeah, Dang. Jafar. This is Jafar. Oh, I recognize this guy. Huh? Yep. We're looking at the Ebon Blade Reaper, by the way. Who? Yeah, mm -hmm. definitely Ming the Merciless going on. Yeah, there, if but you, with a sickle for some. By the reason. way, if you're listening to this, podcast, yeah, I'm sorry. As many people do, please look up these cards. The art's yeah. great. Yes. Yeah, yeah. This one is, might be better. I did on my best to describe them. I could not begin to describe Ebon Prater. The Evan Initiates of the Evan Hand is pretty good. Yeah. This That's is like share like, with some swords. I, I was gonna, I was gonna say that this is this is like definitely uh, like a solo album for a vocalist from a '70s rock band. Yeah. yeah. Although it's also this. Yeah. Okay, so the alternate art for this was it was literally like a share like fluttery nice thing with two 1970s yeah sheet yeah. kind of thing. Now it's just some goblins in cloaks who are either sad or angry or laughing. Who knows? All of the above. And then there's also this guy. Oh, and then right the guy with the eye in his chest. Mm -hmm. How, that makes sense. If you're gonna have alternate art, I think you have to have some kind of semblance of like, no. Or no, I guess this is a, a, evidently yeah. not. Yeah. 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 All right. Anyway. <laughs> Our next card is Temper, which is a normal-looking picture of Gerard. He's just standing there. Temper says is casts for X one and a white for an instant to prevent up to X damage to target creature, and for each one damage prevented this way, you also put a plus one plus one counter on that creature. That seems very strong. That seems like commander playable. There must have been a big fight between red and white to see which one got the card Temper. I was well, so I was gonna say. So what's interesting about this is that the name is Temper, which is a word that means both like to ameliorate mm. and to be angry. Yeah. And I think the mechanics do both, right? Where yeah. it's like you are tempering the the cost of damage being dealt, and then you are making Enraged, something. You're enraging yeah. a creature. Yeah. yeah. So I, I think this is actually really thematically strong. Flame Wave is next. It casts for three. Red, 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 red for a sorcery. <laughs> the red the deals coming and they don't four coming. damage to target player and each creature they control. Yeah. That also seems good. Yeah. That's cool. I like I hear that. the roaring cool. of a wave whose waters are red and whose mists are black. That's just sweet. Yeah. And all those dudes died. Yeah. And then, <laughs> it, looks like, it looks like a, like a wave at sunset or something. Mm. You, can, you can imagine like a, a really sweet like surfer photo. Oh, I yeah. was going to say, yeah, this is definitely like a surf photo with no surfers in it. Yeah. So we were looking at the, the, our, the first card out of this pack, the spike worker. <laughs> and we were like, oh, it looks kind of like an insect, but you know, what is it? It's a spike. Okay. Turns out a spike is a, is a thing. Mm -hmm. And we have a much better idea of what it looks like. And I never want to meet one. We have the spike soldier. Uh. That's a spike. That's a I spike. know less now. I don't. <laughs> I don't like it. It's They're got 
Is there an alternate art of this, Paul, where it's like a seahorse or something? The, so the, spike, no. the spike soldier, to me, kind of looks like, I think it's meant to be not that big, right? Because it's in grass. It's sitting in like a grassy yeah, look, thing. The so grass looks kind of like a canyon, which is misleading. I it think. doesn't strike me as being all that big, but it kind of reminds me of those uh, from um, Wrath of Khan, the the bugs that get mm. put in their ears. Mm. Oh, like yeah. it's a weird it's kind big, of... It's bigger than that, Slimy though. earwig. Yeah, much it's bigger It's like the than thing that, that goes in a Neo's size. belly button in the yeah. matrix. Yes, it's got yeah. six eyes, two giant spiky horn mandibles and two different horns that look the same on its head and then it's sort of like a big old slug body but also it's got horns and what look like some Forceps sort of or something some like a whole series of cloacas i don't know what those are yeah, they're little <laughs> weird round pustules on its back it's it's yeah, a yeah. That's, oh that's ugh. even less pleasant that's, oh that's the spike breeder, breeder. right hence how it's big oh. and gross and there's another spike coming oh they're like birthing tubes Whoa. Those those pustules on its back. Good. Thank well, you. Well, that, that implies that a spike gives a live birth, whereas most insects just lay eggs. And oh, stuff these are like not that. insects. But these there's are... yeah, but there's that the other the spike worker is like a cocoon builder. So there's some kind of metamorphosis between the goopy form there and then whatever comes out. I bet that process smells awful. <laughs> You're probably right. Um, spike soldier is two green green for a zero zero because they all are zero zeros. Mm. And this one comes into play with three plus one plus one counters. So it's three three power for two green green. Two and remove a counter to put a counter on a on another creature. So it's the same sort of thing. They all have that ability. This one also, you can re just remove a counter from spike soldier for free to give spike soldier Plus two, plus two until end of turn. Is that it squirting something at you? So uh, I don't want to think about it. So it's like a temporary buff. Mm -hmm. Interesting. So, yeah, they were they were they were almost like phallids, but they would use plus one plus one like they'd sort of pass plus one plus one counters around. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Gross. So, so the idea is this guy comes in as a three three and then becomes a four four and then drops to a two two. Yeah, it and goes. Uh, there were there were like a bunch of these guys around. Yeah. Oh look, that one's just like firing tinier spikes out spike of itself. Drone we're looking at now. Well, at yeah, least at least they were consistent in what what a spike looks what a like. spike was. They blew all their consistency on the spikes. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah it looks like. And finally, I believe this is a rare. I'm inferring is Volrath's Laboratory. It's five mana for an artifact. When you play it, choose a color and a creature type. Pay five and tap. Put a token creature into play that is a two-two of that color and creature type. That seems. Pretty sweet. So you just actually. make yeah. whatever things. You can be like, I yeah. make. I make, you can make spikes. Yeah, <laughs> you can just be like, I make a two-two green spike, or you could you could say a two-two blue spike. You can make it any color you want. It doesn't have to be consistent. That's kind of hype. I like this. Yeah. yeah. This also seems good in Commander for like any tribal deck. You just crap out whatever you want. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Who cares about what creature type entering? Doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. This is actually seems great. Like, yeah, it's rare? expensive, but yes. Aha! Uh -huh. Nice it's, job. It's unusual that this. Is, so this is illustrated by Brom. Brom, uh, who has like a very signature style. Like if you're a D&D &D fan, mm. Brahms art was the inspiration for Dark Sun. And oh, just saying yeah, those two yeah, words yeah. together yep. immediately calls yeah. to mind some very specific stuff. But for a Brahm piece, this doesn't, like I would never have guessed that Brahm did this because it's so, there's not much going on. Like it's, right. it's just like a person laying on a table. What this actually looks like is that the uh, did he did not know and they wouldn't, or or they he didn't get enough information about what this was supposed to be doing, and so he was like, okay, I guess I'll cover most of the foreground with like <laughs> machinery. some big yeah. machinery, and that mostly <laughs> hides the thing that I'm supposed to know what it looks like. It yeah. kind of reads as a crop of a bigger work too. Like I can imagine that there's more to this, but they just chose this square. They, did, they have done that to, before. Yeah, yeah. they just used this part. It's kind of interesting. The token uh, has the same name as the creature type, so it is just a spike or, or whatever. Yeah. yeah. 
uh, and the token doesn't uh, obviously the token doesn't get any built-in abilities. Right. So choosing creature type bird does not give it flying. <laughs> right. This, this is my elf. Their name is Elf. This is my yeah. other elf, also named Elf. Yeah. This one's blue. My yeah. son's name is also Bort. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was that was super fun. That was uh, that was a delightful time opening up these packs. I really, uh, yeah, I had a I had a great time with this. Thank you so much. Dennis and Adam for joining us. In Thank this, you for having us. <laughs> happy to happy to derail. <laughs> yeah, right. No, that was great. That's exactly what this. That, <laughs> that's exactly what the Cracker Pack. Yeah. The Cracker Pack episodes were originally to like try and drill through the backlog of Cracker Packs, and now it's just like no, let's just have fun and talk about whatever. Mm -hmm. So. Anyway, um, thank you also all for joining us. As a reminder, the show is brought to you by Card Kingdom. Check out cardkingdom.com slash LRR. We recommend them because we use them. We think they're great. Their customer service is awesome, and their shipping is super fast. And, of course, this show and everything that we do is brought to you by you and your kind support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash loadingreadyrun. So, for Dennis and Adam and Kathleen and myself, thank you for joining us, and we will talk to you next time. Bye.